Hey y'all, welcome to Martell's Movie Madness. This is your host, as always, Ryan Martell, and I'm here with... Cagney Larkin, the other guy, as always. How's it going, buddy? Man, I'm doing alright, man. We watched some really strange but amazing movies today. Some really good movies that you had never seen before. I'm never really seen happy. them. Uh, you finally got to watch these uh, cult classics now that, that they have become. Uh, guys, we're talking about the Human Centipede Trilogy, three movies directed by Tom Six, and Brian had the uh, great pleasure of watching them for the first time today. Brian, what are your uh, initial thoughts? You know, How do you feel now after seeing Okay, uh, so uh, uh, initially, I, like, I just had the wrong idea of what these movies yeah. were, I think. I don't know what I thought they were, but I didn't think they were this. Yeah, you get a weird image in your head. Yeah. About the human centipede. And when people talk about it, they never talk about, like, the full aspect of the movies. Mm -hmm. They just talk about the eating shit thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, that could be cool in in the right context with the right message. And I'm like, I I really don't want to watch a movie that's just all about people having to eat shit. Like, that's just, you know, a thing. But that's not all this movie is. But, 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 but. We do have to talk about a few things before we get into the Human Centipede trilogy. I want to hear your initial thoughts, how you're feeling right now. Uh, first off, I do have a, a date to plug. As of right now, it's still going on. Uh, and post, well, current COVID, uh, COVID uh, town, USA, I guess. <laughs> uh, the 60-second horror challenge at Frothy Beard Brewing Company in Charleston, South Carolina, is going to be going down October 17th. As of right now, I have not. Uh, seen that it's been canceled, so I'm assuming that it's still going on. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Uh, you can go to 60 Second Horror Challenge on Facebook and get all kinds of information about that there. Um, so that's our date this week. Cagney, what you been watching? Well, Ryan, uh, due to the COVID Town 19 situation. Uh, the theater that I run has unfortunately been closed since March, so I picked up a part-time job this week. Yay! Cue the audience clapping right now. Uh, Making some money. So I didn't get to watch as many movies this week as as usual. <clears throat> but uh, last night I did sit down to catch a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. I had a great time with it. Uh, a film called Bloodsucking Bastards from 2015, starring uh, Franz Kearns. Which uh, you guys may recognize as Marty from Cabin in the Woods, which is, you know, hands down the best character in that movie. Uh, the guy has some real cool chemistry. I love uh, the way he talks, the way he handles himself. He's a good leading man for awkward roles and plays a really good stoner, as you've seen in Cabin in the Woods. And Blood Sucking Bastards, he plays a sales manager in an office that gets overrun by vampires. Hell yeah. So uh, it's not necessarily <clears throat> a horror movie. You're not in order to put the song Get Scared. It's horrific mm. for the characters involved. But it's a fun movie. You're going to watch it. You're going to yeah. laugh. You're going to have a good time. The kills are awesome. The gore is a little over the top towards the end. And you get some crazy funny one-liners in there as well. Uh, you also have the guy who played Sweet Lou in um, Grind. Uh, Grind. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a budget Matthew McConaughey. That's <laughs> but he's in this movie as Hell well yeah. as the second leading man. What's his name? Joey Kern. Oh, I messed up the dude's first name. Fran Kranz. Yeah. Franz is the guy from Cabin in the Woods. Joey Kern is the guy from Grind, Sweet Lou and Grind. So if you've been wondering what Sweet Lou's been doing, check out Bloodsucking Bastards. It's awesome. I got it from Harpack. Had a great time with it. But other than that, you know, my spare time has been watching Impractical Jokers, which is always hilarious. Always a good time. 
Uh, you can put that on and your cheeks are going to hurt from laughing so much. Because <laughs> that's just probably the funniest show you'll ever see in Practical Jokers. Check it out. Uh, Ryan, what you watching? Uh, well, anyway, first I wanted to talk about Bloodsucking Bastards a little bit. That is one of the Blu-rays that Horrorfax sent out uh-huh. last month. So I do have it as well, and I I tend on watching it soon. You need so. to watch it this week, man. And it'll be you guys out there that want to watch it as well. It's streaming free on Tubi. I'll have my opinion on it soon enough. Uh, so what have I been watching this week? I, my pick of the week this week is The Burning. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Very underrated uh, summer camp slasher the movie. First summer camp slasher movie. Um. I gave it a three out of five on the Martell scale. Yeah. It's out on it's on uh, Shutter right now. I don't know if it's on anything else, but it's on, it's definitely on Shutter for sure. Probably exclusively on Shutter. Um, <clears throat> they just put it up at the beginning of the month, and I was like, I went on there to watch Sleepaway Camp too. Mm-hmm. That was my. I remembered they had put up the whole trilogy. Yeah. And I was like, oh no, I, I haven't seen the Burning in forever. So I watched the Burning, and I was. Not let down. I, awesome. I, it's, it's every bit as good as I remembered it being. You said trilogy. They didn't put the fourth Sleepaway Camp. No, they and didn't. Then, they uh, didn't put Return to Sleepaway Camp up. I haven't seen that one. Um, I think there's something about the distribution rights are different for Probably that one. Completely different. I don't know. Thing, it's yeah. the same writer and director as the first one, though. Yeah, he came back for that one. Distribution. Uh, I have no clue, though. I don't know why. Maybe people want to forget about Return to Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> is it bad? Uh, some people think it is. I don't particularly remember it being terrible yeah but I, I remember R&D enjoying really it great though i mean i mean we did watch the second one friday night for what they are though you gotta think about what they are yeah know? they're not they're so they're fun summer camp yeah stuff. but they're not the exorcist you, you know, know not at all so we don't judge them by the same cool if we had the exorcist in the woods <clears throat> though that might be an but idea. yeah uh, but yeah the burning's cool get the that uh boat scene with all the k- kills going on all at once uh Some scissors through the neck the local legend, Cropsy the Killer, is just insane. Uh, go ahead and check out The Burning. Um, uh, I don't know if saying Cropsy's a real urban legend, right? Yeah, it's based on a real urban legend so in that really same cool. area. Uh, allegedly, he was an escaped madman, though, not yeah, a burn-up neighbor. Yeah. Mental, mental hospital. Right? Yeah, yeah, mental hospital. Um, I also watched Conan the Barbarian. Uh, for right the very on, first time, right for the first time, yeah. Wow, you didn't I watch that when you were younger at all. No, not one, not one time. I have never seen that movie. Well, at least I didn't remember ever seeing it. So I, I, I count that as a first time right. watch. So um, yeah, I went and I went and bought the Blu-ray of it. The, I got the complete Quest edition okay. with both movies, the Destroyer and Barbarian. So that was a blind buy for you. Well, it wasn't exactly a blind buy because I knew what it was about. I knew you know it's Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, I knew but that, it's not a film you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah, I knew its reputation. Right. So yeah, it was it was it was something that I just kind of took a leap of faith on. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Especially just just from watching the first one, it's it's well worth it because it was like a fifteen dollar two pack. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I gave Conan the Barbarian a four out of five on the Martell scale, and it is just action packed. It's crazy stuff. One of those uh-huh. movies that if you're younger, you're going to get it because of the cover art. And the sure. score is fantastic, yeah, too. Yeah, right on, right yeah. on. All original um, music. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we, me and you also watched Cruel Will together. Oh, yeah. That which we're so going to... I forgot about We're going to talk about in more depth on our Patreon exclusive yeah, episode for this year, month. One of uh, them. How much we didn't like that movie. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to save my rating for that. So if you want to hear what the Cruel Will gets uh you can go ahead and add us join us on patreon six bucks tier gets you the bonus episodes yep. 
It's well worth it. You're going to get two because we're going to record them right after this back to back. Right. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Cruel Will. Not one of my favorite things in the world, but we'll get into that. Rate it on Patreon. Um, So, yeah, those are my that's my what you're watching this week. I really only watched a couple things. I've been mainly rewatching Degrassi, uh, the next generation, because it takes me back to a simpler time in my life when I was 14. <laughs> it's a very dramatic simple time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, show by if you means. go back to when you're, if you really think about who you were when you were 14, you're a pretty dramatic asshole when you're 14. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it, 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 and it does, it's, it's, it's got a lot of nostalgia attached to it for me. So, uh, but it's definitely not a bad show by any means. It's a little over the top. It's mm-hmm. melodramatic, but that's the appeal of it. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it's a teenage drama to the extreme. Way extreme. extreme. Yeah. Way extreme. Uh, extreme teenage drama. So yeah, that's what, what I'm watching. And, uh, now we're going to get into these fucking, Human Centipede. Amazing uh, movies. The biggest creepy crawly movie <laughs> that we've watched. <laughs> How appropriate, man. I guess this does kind of stem off of the creepy crawly. We we did. We did double creepy crawly this this so, month. Ryan, when I opened up the episode asked you, or we opened up the episode and asked you, uh, what were your initial thoughts? How did you feel? Uh, what did this movie do to you mentally? You know, we watch a lot of trauma movies. We watch a lot of harrowing films. Uh, the Human Centipede first impressions. How'd you feel coming out of watching all three? Um, I felt a little bit of everything, honestly. Um, because it, if you've seen the movies, which hopefully if you're listening to this, you have, or at least you've are, at least seen the first one. Yeah, you've at least seen the first one. Uh, the movies are totally different from each movie. Completely. Yes. Yeah, all three films uh, are completely different. The first one is more of a our house yeah it's a very artistic way of portraying this uh very gruesome uh concept action yeah and then the second one is very 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 blunt and violent it's very gruesome in its portrayal over the top of this art (laughs) which is uh the director's rebuttal to people watching it and Saying, oh, this is what I expected. Where's all the blood? Where's the shit? Where's the violence? Where's the over-the-top depravity? I want more of it. And Tom Six said, okay, I'll give it to you. Oh, yeah. And he does. Hand over fist. And then part three is just kind of making fun of itself. Yeah, it's very self-aware. Lots of references. Each movie uh, puts the previous movie into a movie in the universe. Yeah. So the first movie exists as a movie in the second movie, and then the, both the first two movies exist as movies in the, in the third, third movie. So mm-hmm. uh, it's really crazy, really meta. This this whole franchise is just a lot better and a lot more than I expected. Yeah. I, I really had a shallow idea of what these movies were, and I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I think I need to start <laughs> just watching movies. Yeah. Like, I, and I do pretty good at that. Like, I'm pretty good at just watching movies. Uh-huh. Human Centipede and Serbian Film were two movies that I just didn't really have any interest in you watching. Hear everybody's reaction. Yeah, and I, and, but it's a culmination of what they the, Well, the thing with the Serbian Film was, I was like, there's, there's either no way it's that disturbing, or, uh, I, I went back on, I went back and forth on, there's no way that's, it's that disturbing, and 
if it is that disturbing, then why did they need to cross that line? Right. And I kind of found that my opinion was somewhere in the middle. Like they did cross lines that were unnecessary to cross, but at the same time, um, it wasn't all that disturbing. No, as it, all, it all feeds into the character's motivation. Yes, and, yes. and that's it. All culminates in one of the best revenge scenes that you've ever seen. Okay. But Human Centipede, uh, the very first Human Centipede, Human Centipede, uh, Human <laughs> Centipede, the first sequence is just about as well made as a indie horror film can be made. Mm-hmm. Uh, For this concept, it's yeah. uh, very beautifully executed. When you think about you know what you've said, what you, mm-hmm. your interpretation you had in your head, when you think about this movie, you picture something very gritty something very dark something that you're not going to want to look away from but what you get when you watch this is a very elegant yes. and beautiful yes. movie but it, 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 it is gritty and uh Heroine, yeah sure. in its own right but it's not so much in the visuals of it it's no. it's just more it's more in the implication the of what's going on the characters going yeah here. uh the acting in this one is just fantastic. Everybody. Everybody's uh, doing great. All eight characters. Um, it's, it's one of the, like, I really just, I regret sleeping on this movie for mm-hmm. so long. Um, That's what I've been telling you the past month. I knew you were going to love this But movies. I also, like, at the same time, the first one, to me, is not as good as the rest of them. Yeah. But the others wouldn't exist. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah. But, like, this, as, as a trilogy, if you, if you look at it as a trilogy... Uh, this starts as a, this is a good jumping off point mm-hmm. for the, tr- for the trilogy. Um, when I, my, uh, opinion of this after I watched it immediately off gate was I was a little underwhelmed. Yeah. As you should. Be. Um, but I did enjoy it. I told you that I said I did enjoy it. Um, I'm giving it a three out of five. Yeah. Cause I think to give it, I, w- I wanted to give it a 2.5 at first mm-hmm. cause I was very, on the fence on whether I would actually ever watch it again or yeah. not. Um, but now seeing the sequels, you know, kind of. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is a, this is a franchise of movies that I'm going to want to show people from exactly. the beginning. Yeah, and it's a perfect. Yeah, so I'm going to definitely be watching this one, the first one again, uh, as well as the other two. So I had to bump it up that point five and give it a three. And I think this may have been intentional on part of Tom Six, the director, uh, to make a beautiful, classy film when you hear the concept, you know, he doesn't, he wants to exceed your expectations. You know, he didn't want people to go in here and see what they already had in their head. He wanted to defy your expectations and give you a movie that you weren't afraid to look away from in in most scenes, you know? Yeah. Uh, We do have what I think is the best scene in possibly the whole trilogy, the whole franchise, Uh, the original human centipede when all three of them are trying to climb up the curved staircase. And we have some uh, very horrific struggling going on between the three of them. Um, I guess for the people that are extremely uninformed, if you've been living under a rock for the past 11 years, the human centipede consists of three victims that are sewn together, asked to make one large digestive tract. In the first film, the leader of the centipede if you if you shall the head is a japanese man so from there we have a language barrier uh automatically between the doctor and the centipede 
but it's also between the viewer. You know, uh, all lines of communication are off. We don't get to see it here and listen to them, uh, you know, go back and forth with each other. We get to hear them berate him in Japanese. Yeah. But, uh, which is great. That, yeah, it's great. And a lot of it was improv. That, um, oh, true. Read. And on Dieter Laser, our mad scientist, the, he's the actor who plays the main character, uh, whose name is Joseph Heiter. Yeah, Dr. Hydra. Yeah, he's supposed to be like a Nazi surgeon, basically, mm. is what they're alluding to. So I, I love that we get that uh, language barrier there. And so we have, back to where we were initially, where I had to explain what the human centipede was. Yeah. That out there. Uh, them crawling up the staircase and just Whew. trying to take an extreme, I'd say, 30-degree turn, 30-degree angle of yeah. the staircase, where it's basically a spiral staircase. Yeah, very hard to watch. Uh, you see the blood and puss dripping and excreting from where they're sewn together in the ass and the mouth and they're tearing and just screaming in pain and agony and it's uh really hard to watch but also kind of satisfying yeah <laughs> um, one part of the film you're like whoa there's no digital effects in this movie there are right? uh, there are small small okay. digital effects none of the it is on the human centipede. All okay, that is straight up. That's all prosthetics. Straight, uh, practical effects. Okay, the teeth were removed digitally. Yeah, of uh, course. In post, and there's a shot where we get the new window pane put on, uh-huh. and then the camera goes through the window pane into the house, and that okay. was done digitally. Uh, yeah, to combine the shots and remove the film crew from the reflection of the camera uh, from the reflection of the window. Okay. Pane. But other than that, like all of the the blood, the human centipede effects, everything full on prosthetics, and they do such a damn good job, man! It looks so visually real. Yeah, so we got mostly practical effects in this movie. Yeah, um, there's not a lot of blood and gore, but the blood and gore that is in this movie is a is there. It's very good. It's it very is. fantastic. Um, it looks amazing, and it it's just poignant. Um, but yeah, like I said, three out of five. That is, a, it's a very good jumping off point for a franchise, yeah. for sure. Uh, it had me interested to see what the second movie was going to be. And Let's just say. Uh, forget the the initial scene where he starts to train his pet centipede and takes them outside. And the front of our centipede decides that he has to have a bowel movement. And if you haven't, uh, for the listeners at home, if you haven't figured this out, that's how the middle centipede, the final centipede eat. Yes. They're uh, getting fed through the first bowl. They get shit into their mouth and then they yeah. shit that shit into the other one's mouth so we get a wild scene of the japanese guy apologizing yes saying, i'm yes. sorry and then we see a close-up of the middle, the middle yes demon yes with her mouth on the anus and as we hear the sound effect of shit passing from ass to mouth we see her eyes widen up like two silver pennies <laughs> or two Oof. silver nickels dimes quarters whatever you want to call them it's funny. <laughs> it is. It is very Our first watch. Very funny. Probably disturbing for you. You know, to me, I've seen this movie about four, five times. Yeah, now. no, it's funny just because of the <laughs> the, uh, the timing of it is just so perfect. Her yeah. eyes just widen. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, it's so good. Oh, you're not hungry anymore. <laughs> um, oh, and another uh, special effect or visual digital effect is at the end uh, the. The film ends with the lady at the end of the centipede dying from sepsis and infections, and the Japanese man uh, decided to die an honorable but honorable death and take his own life. 
in front of the doctor. So the final shot is with our middle girl uh, just panting and moaning and crying in between two dead people that yeah. back to her. They're digitally were colored. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could... I could kind really of tell, good. but it looked really it good. Was, I thought it was yeah. makeup until I read online yeah. that that was a digital shot. I figured that once you said that there was one more digital effect, I figured that was it. Yeah, yeah, the final shot's digital. But other than that, I mean, how awesome is it to have a movie that comes out in 2009, a horror movie, that's mostly practical effects? Yeah, that's amazing. Love that is it. that is really Love huge because that is around the time where most people were going digital for almost every goddamn thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's very good to see Especially that. Especially the big budget movies mm-hmm. at the time, you know? Uh, you, you have movies that were completely CGI. Like yeah. Transformers came out. Yeah, yeah. Like that year, you know, not a single... The, the Avenger movie. movies were coming out and yeah, starting oh. to come out then. Um, so, yeah, now we're back, now we're into uh, Human Centipede 2. Which is, whoa, a complete left turn. Huge full sequence. <laughs> full sequence this time. Uh, we in this one we follow a short, fat, bug-eyed, <laughs> mentally challenged man who works at a uh, as were, a security guard in a parking lot. You were pretty much a uh, word for word on with the Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, summary of him: short, overweight, asthmatic, mentally challenged. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he does have asthma too. <laughs> He's coughing the whole, uh, but whole he, movie. He is. In this in this movie, he is he is a character who is obsessed with the movie The Human Centipede first sequence. He watches it every day at work. Uh he is obsessed with it and he wants to recreate it using twelve people. Mm-hmm. And the way he goes about harvesting people is finding them in this parking lot. Literally hitting them with a fucking crowbar. <laughs> hitting them with a crowbar and then hauling them off to this <laughs> warehouse. And it. accidentally killing like some of them. Yeah, yeah. Shit. He accidentally well, kills like at least three of them. The man doesn't speak a single line of dialogue for the entire film. No. He grunts. Not a word. Ease and ahs and moans. Yes. And that is it. And um, so we see this man. He has a very... Uh, complicated life to say the least uh, at home uh, and his dad is in jail for molesting him and uh, physically abusing him his mom makes him see a therapist that's uh, physically an uh, old man therapist with a huge epic beard yeah. that's physically attracted to him because he's mentally challenged yeah, and possibly and possibly molest him as well yeah, yes because there is that implication blind. yeah that he touched, he touched uh, the, the mom couch. is also mentally abusive yes uh at one point, she is fed up with the neighbors, the upstairs neighbors' loud music, bashes on the ceiling, and then with blames the it. Then, when the neighbor comes through to confront her about it, blames it on the son. Uh, what is his name in the movie? Uh, in the movie, his name is Martin. Martin blames it on Martin, uh, which gets violence from the neighbor, both to Martin and the uh, kitchen in which they are in. Yeah. Um, Martin just fucking loses it at some point. Like he's already lost it. He, he, he's, been, he's he's lost it yeah. from the beginning. Uh, that next scene after the neighbor comes in and he literally beats the yeah. shit out of Martin. Uh, and flips the kitchen table. Mom breaks down and cries. Leaves. He's is at work the next day and masturbates to the human centipede. Yeah, with uh, sandpaper. Masturbates to the scene of him waking up the centipede. Yeah, with sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. And the sound effect on that is Ooh. just so rough. You can hear the grit hitting uh, the skin, and it's just like they really unpleasing to the ears. If you haven't picked up by now, 
not a very pleasant uh, movie to watch. Uh, I'm, and I'm sure that that's a prosthetic penis, but it's a very real looking prosthetic penis. Yes, yeah. And so, I, yeah, I know. Looking at Lawrence Harvey, the guy that plays his dick. I mean, you never know. <laughs> I'm not saying that about the guy because I don't know. You never, you really never yeah. know what's attached to I anybody. I want to come on Martell's Movie Madness and we're going to have a segment called Whip That Thing Out. And we're going <laughs> <laughs> to compare it to the Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I really honestly wish that we could pull pull off some shit like that. That'd be so fun. If I could, if I could, if I had Howard Stern levels of pull where I could yeah. do some shit like that, yeah, whip it. that would be amazing. All right, um, Martell's movie madness. Maybe we'll start. We'll start with like local actors. We'll get local actors that have been mostly yeah. nude in movies. Yeah, and we'll be like, hey. Let's get that dick out. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. It's out. not a video podcast, so it doesn't yeah. matter. We'll just be describing the guy's dick anyway. It'll so. just be very awkward for the listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really weird. Are they really looking at dick right now? Just like so what I'm saying in in this in this movie and in full sequence, this movie gives you everything the first one doesn't. And that's the yeah, that was one hundred percent. 180. Medically inaccurate, which is yeah. the tagline. The the first one is one hundred percent medically accurate. This one is the second one medically, medically inaccurate. inaccurate. And he did that uh, to lure you to the audience, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. The old 60s, 70s, Castle Horror, Hammer Horror, the movies that are like, you will die when you watch this movie tonight on the big screen. You know, it is one of very accurate. Very bloody, very gory, very violent. All in black and white. All in black and white, which which actually works tremendously in its favor. It does. It, it kind of gives the film uh, just that nastier, scarier tone. He's the old time Martin is trying to also get the star from the human centipede or all the stars from the human yeah, centipede. He wants all three of them. Uh, to be part of his centipede, mm-hmm. he actually ends up getting uh, the middle, no, the back girl. The back girl, the girl that dies. From the yeah. first movie. Uh, what was her name in real life? Ashley uh, Young or Yoni? Yenny? Yenny. 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 Yeah, she um, plays herself in the film. She, she plays, plays herself, yeah. Ashley Yenny, yeah. And it's a little scary, you know? She is, she is the head of his centipede. Whenever yep. he starts to do she it, puts him at the front. Um, he does a little bits of this actual surgery to everybody. He doesn't actually do everything well, to everybody. Well, what he does, is like. he starts out doing surgery. Yeah, and he tries to cut up a guy's buttocks. So yeah, he fucking dies as soon as uh, yeah. he loses all that blood. He's so like, "Fuck, I'm killing people." He freaks out, starts crying, and then decides to take a staple gun and staple everybody's mouths yes. to each other's assholes. Yes. So instead of uh, following the full sequence, uh, the first sequence. He makes his own sequence by yeah. stapling people ass yep. to mouth. Um, and, boy, the vision of those people just crawling around. Yeah, because this movie does not shy crudely, from showing anything. Crudely uh, duct taped and stapled to each other's yeah. asses, mouth to ass. Because he has a pregnant um, and uh, she's presumed dead, so removes her along to the side. So his, uh, his actual centipede of 12 people ends up being yeah, it ends up being 10 because the one guy dies while he's cutting the ass. Yeah. And then, and then uh, the pregnant lady is pres- presumably, presumably dead. dead. So, uh, from, uh, and also the last 30 minutes of this film, uh, not a single line of dialogue is spoken. I don't know. There's, sure a, you know I, that, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of this movie with no dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And the whole last half hour. Not Doesn't need it, though. No, need it doesn't. It. It's just grunts, groans, and moans. Yeah, screams. And it splits you in that yeah. mental state like you're in there with them and you have no other option very jarring part of it. very jarring yeah yeah very very jarring. i would say uh to the average viewer this movie would be more harrowing than climax yes without but a doubt somebody like me i'm more com- i hate to say it i hate to say it because we have a scene in this film where he rapes the bottom of the human centipede 
while his dick is covered in barbed wire. And I want to say that I'm more comfortable watching things like this than I am watching <laughs> movies like Climax. <laughs> Climax fucked me up, and it's just because it's not stuff like this. Stuff like well, this is just unbelievable. I, I think there's a there's a there's a a, a certain degree of disbelievability for movies like this. Exactly. And yeah, you, you don't think that anybody would ever do something like no. that. Or even even though it could be done in real life, you know that the on screen what's going on is not real. It's not real. But and there's very there's a very sharp even they try to make you feel like this is yeah, real. There's and it's and it's very realistic. Yeah. But there's a very, very real, real realistic uh, <laughs> climax. <laughs> yeah. That movie um, fucked me up for like two, three days, man. Yeah, that movie's very uh, jarring as well. Yeah, but for the average audience member, if they were to watch Human Centipede 2, they would say this is probably the most vile, worst, deranged film they've ever seen in their entire lives. And it, they would be right. It is one of them. Yeah, if the barbed wire dick rape mention doesn't throw you off, then, like, watch the movie. <laughs> Alright, now we're going to talk about my favorite part of the movie. What's here? Your, your least favorite part of the movie. Uh, is it the... the... The giving birth in, in the, the car. car. And okay, then... So that's not too much longer after, <laughs> after this scene. Yeah, it, it's 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 almost right after. Because our, um, our pregnant woman is not dead. Yes. She gets up and gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. Buck naked in the nude. Jumps in a Mercedes Benz and... Martin chases after her. He's beating on the window trying to get uh, into the car. She... Has a full blown pregnancy birth in the car, <laughs> in the car. squirts a baby out right in the seat of the car, and then when she gets the car cranked, when she gets the car cranked, she slams on the gas, which is right on top of the baby's head, and squishes the brains out of the baby's head. And that scene was put in there just to mess with the most jaded of the jaded for people oh, yeah. like me and Ryan to go, Whoa! And now, <laughs> for those of you who don't know. I'm not being serious when I say this is my favorite part of the movie. My favorite part of the movie is in jacking off with the sandpaper because it's funny. Um, but yeah, and there's two ladies in the parking garage that see him. They said there's a midget masturbating. There is a there's an ongoing running gag with this show where I I'm a very big supporter Martin of baby loves deaths. Kids death. He loves kids uh, death. Kid death. Kid kids death. Baby death. This is probably the most gruesome baby death we need. We'll see on film. Yeah, and and it's. Whew, the effect is not lost on me. No, it was man. very hard to watch. You, no. I, I said oof big time on that yeah. one. That no. was a lot of <laughs> fucking big oof. And before the scene, we have, I think, possibly the coolest visual of the film where the leader of the centipede, the actress from the first film, uh, Yenny, uh, Ashlyn, Ashlyn Yenny, she c- manages to centipede crawl her whole little team over to the wall and turn off the light switch. Mm-hmm. And while Martin fumbles over there and turns the light switch on, as soon as he turns it back on, we see a shot of her standing up with the other centipede people behind her with their arms outstretched, and it mimics the yeah. exact poster art for the first film. Yeah. And I think that's just the coolest fucking shot of the movie, man. The, the funniest part of the movie for me is when they split, and the two centipedes split. Yeah, and they're both crawling, they're both around. crawling around in yeah. opposite directions. It's, it's just like... <laughs> It's, it's yeah. if you're if you're depraved like we are, it's a black comedy. It's if, a super if, black if comedy. If I'm Martin in that situation, I'm happy. Yeah, because now instead of having one human centipede that's kind of haphazardly going around, yeah, I got two. They're they're maneuvering more well, efficiently. Pissed. He's pissed. Oh, he's, he's mad as his hell. His creation's gone to hell. But before that final sequence happens, we did get uh, one awesome scene 
where he went around and injected everybody's buttocks with oh liquid, yeah with that's uh, before the laxative yet before that's before the barbed wire dick and before everything before the barbed wire before the the split before the light switch scene yeah <laughs> he goes around and injects liquid laxative into each person's butthole. And what we have is a well, not their buttholes, their butt cheeks. Yeah. Uh, what we have after that is basically a, uh, a popcorn train of uh, <laughs> diarrhea, and it's the yes. only colored thing in the. Film. Yes, the only colored thing is the shit coming yes. out of the asshole. And one thing I forgot to mention in the first film, uh, the second I meant to bring this up, but we kept moving. Uh, it was the second thing that fucked me up most in the first film is when one of the girls jumps out of the bed. And her IV rips out of her arm. Yeah, yeah. Ripping off, I'd say, a good five to six inches vertically of her forearm. Yeah. And you see it all rip off, and the blood splatters onto the camera. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool effect. Well, in Human Centipede 2, we get an exact mimic of that effect, but it's with diarrhea sputtering out of assholes and onto the camera, and it's brown. It's like, whoa, I've been watching this for an hour and ten minutes, and this is the first lick of color I've seen is brown doo-doo hitting this I don't know if you want to say lick and brown doo-doo at the same, in the same sentence. Lick? Lick and brown doo-doo. A lick. <laughs> you going to lick some brown doo-doo? Nah. Nah, maybe Martin, though, man. Uh, maybe. Uh, Who knows? Doctor, The doctor from the first film did lick up some pus and blood, and that was actually improv by him. Oh, wow. In the script, yes. That's he pretty good. He did a lot of improv in, that, in the first movie, actually. Which is cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're fucking evil. Scientist. I can. This guy, that guy is just uh, he, toward it fucking for so dude. good, so fucking good. And uh, him and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Harvey. Lawrence Harvey. Which, is, the Human Centipede Two would not be the movie that it is without Lawrence Harvey as the main actor. I can't think of one other person who could pull that role off. Not even Clint Howard. Like, not even Clint Howard. Danny DeVito. Not Danny DeVito, because it would be too funny. It'd be okay. way too funny. Yeah, Danny DeVito doesn't look... I can't do the silence. He doesn't look that crazy. No, nah, he wouldn't you know be mean? quiet the whole time either. Lawrence Harvey didn't utter a single fucking yeah. word. And then we get behind-the-scenes footage of them dancing and singing show tunes. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, the behind-the-scenes footage of this movie is unreal. The people are laughing, smiling. I actually just read on IMDb that one of the trivias... The we pull it up here. The feces used in the film was a combination of cocoa powder, vegan condensed milk, and crushed ginger biscuits. The concoction was so delicious that members of the cast and crew were snacking on it. On wow! So the cast and crew were just sitting around during breaks eating the diarrhea nice. because it was fucking basically chocolate. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I am so here for it. Dude. That's fucking awesome, man. And, uh... Oh, and apparently the brown color coming out was uh, a spoof of Schindler's List. Have you ever seen Schindler's List? The only color I've in the film is red. It, but at the, I've seen it, but I haven't seen yeah, the whole thing. It's a Spielberg movie, so yeah, you, know, yeah. you, know, you know it's a good yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, the only color in the film is red. So okay. it's kind of, a, kind of yeah. like a, a mock-up of Schindler's List. That's funny, though. Um, you said in the first movie, which one was it, though? The, the lady who didn't return... She was she was concerned about the nudity. Yeah, yep. The uh, the middle girl uh, was concerned about the nudity in the film, but signed on whenever uh, she was informed that the nudity was not sexual. I'm gonna be one. I'm gonna be 100 <laughs> honest with you. If I was an actor and I was involved in a movie that had nudity in it, I'd be way way more concerned that I was gonna be nude in this context than I was a sexual context. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, but and this movie has nudity. You know, both of them they don't shy away. Yeah, the third film does no. not have any nudity. Um, 
Yeah, which is a, it's well, all uh, hell prison, you know. Yeah. You're going up in this. We'll get there. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't have mind seeing. Uh, minded seeing uh, Debo's dick, but you know, <laughs> we'll get there. No, actually, there is some nudity, is there not? And no, you just see a butt cheek. We see. Thing. No, you see some ball sack. Yeah, but that's it's prosthetic, not, yeah. but it's still there. Yeah, but that's not full. Like we have real. Yeah, nudity, we had real nudity. Real nudity in these movies. Yeah. Uh, they did use fake butts in part two, but. Yeah, they had some. Uh, they had prosthetic butts, yeah. <laughs> but the people were full. Like the women, you know. They yeah, all, yeah, they had boobs. Yeah, they had the, the boobs out. Just the first, the only one didn't have actual. Movie. Um, some melon heavy breast in part two. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to say movie, it. But... Uh, the last thing I'm doing is getting turned on by any of these characters. No, not, not at all. all. No chubs were had during this. But I, I, <laughs> but you know me, I can't fucking, I can't not acknowledge a good pair, a good pair of breasts. In the context that it's in, yeah, I can. Yeah. I can if I'm at a funeral for a loved one, I'm not looking checking out any titties. If I'm staring at three girls that are sewn up, ass and mouth, eating diarrhea, I'm not, looking, <laughs> I'm not looking at their titties. I mean, that's not my focus, but I mean. <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, I'm just. I, don't know, I was too. I'm too into the. Oh God! They even, yeah, they even look at it in like a sexual manner. Um. So yeah, that's part two. Well, I gave it a four. Out, I gave it a four movie. out of five. That yeah, was it's fun, man. A step up from the first one. It's a. Um, uh, it's a rebuttal to everybody's comments from the first movie. It's fun, and then it's not fun at the same time. Right. 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 It's fun for us. But if, viewers. if you're a if you're mostly a casual movie fan, like an Adam Sandler guy, then oh yeah, this movie not the movie for you probably at all. <laughs> and then don't even attempt to watch the third one. That is, you're going to be even more offended. Oh yeah, this is if you if you go to watch Human Centipede as a casual movie fan, that's kind of like the people who went to see The Dead Don't Die thinking they were going to see a Zombieland zombie movie, yeah. <laughs> like a Zombieland esque comedy. Not going to happen. Not what you got. Not what you were paying for. But that's what you expected anyway, so get the fuck out of here. Uh, so now we're in the final sequence. Human Centipede 3. Human Centipede 3. Tagline 100% politically inaccurate. Jesus Christ, yes. Which this... it really is. If you are offended by anything, they touch it in this movie. And the thing is, we're in a prison. A, ma- a male penitentiary. The whole film. Takes place in this. Pretty much everybody in this movie is a villain, except yeah. for I would say the secretary. Uh, the secretary, yeah, maybe I would maybe give Lawrence Hardy's uh, Harvey's character a, a break and say he's not necessarily a villain. No, the whole thing is his idea. Yeah, but let's get there first. Uh, the premise for Human Centipede, yeah, is uh, well, let's just explain it from the get go. It opens up with. Uh, the main characters watching the end of Human Centipede 2. And our main characters are the mad scientist from the first film who is now playing the role of William Boss. William Boss. He is the warden of the prison here who bears a striking resemblance to the character in the first film. And his uh, co-warden is Lawrence Harvey, the creepy, crazy main character from Human Centipede 2. And he bears a striking resemblance to the main character in Human Centipede 2 that he's, they both comment on. He's also got a very crazy southern accent. Yes, too. You get the, his it's first amazing. line dialogue in this movie is delivered from him. And if you're watching this in a trilogy, it's like a breath of fresh air. You're like, holy shit, I've been staring at this dude for two hours. And he finally just spoke. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, you can talk. So this movie automatically makes the first two movies exist within the film. And... Uh, he's showing it to the warden, trying to show him that he has a great idea here 
for uh, what they can do in the prison. But he gets cut off before he can tell them what's going on. But uh, the movie ends up with him trying to convert all 500 inmates into one giant human prison centipede. Yes. Um, This, of course, is in response to the fact that the inmates are aggressive. They're they're not exactly model citizens here. Um, No, not at all. This is probably the worst of the worst as far as prisons go. Um, everybody's just kind of violent and rambunctious throughout the whole movie. Yeah, and their whole point for doing this is so people don't come back to prison. Yeah. They keep repeating that. They're right back in here three years after they get out. So uh, we put them on a big-ass human centipede. They don't want to come back. Yeah, theoretically, according to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did mention stylistically the first film, Art House. Yes. The second film, black and white, gritty, exploitative horror. Uh, the Human Centipede 3 final sequence is full-on American big-budget box office. Widescreen, saturated colors, wide shots, uh, hardly any tracking shots in the yeah. film. You know, it's a, it's a big budget looking saturated yeah. film you know it's but at the, at the same movie. time it's still at the core of it a very it's the most b movie out of all it's the, the super exploitation movie yes oh, super yeah. exploitation the, uh, movie the main character who played uh Deidre laser who played the mad scientist in the first film a very calm casual collected serious uh intimidating doctor plays this wild backwards over the fucking top game warden that yells out every racist adjective in the book and then dehumanizes all of the people in the prison calls for a mass castration of the prison yeah. so far to castrate an inmate himself he he waterboards a guy with boiling water boiling water for doing a yeah. phone call yeah then castrates an inmate and eats his balls after eats they're his cooked. he also gets a special delivery from africa with a jar of dried clitorises and eats them for strength you you automatically know what kind of character this guy is oh like seconds into the movie because one of the first things he does to his his uh, secretary his female secretary played by porn star or former porn star Brie mm-hmm. Olson um, is that he just straight up uh, licks his finger and sticks it inside of her vagina yeah while she's talking to him while she's talking to him and then slides the juice from her vagina across his mustache area. And tells her to fuck off, basically. Yeah, he says, I need my balls drained by the that she That she's going to come and service him later. And I'm just like, wow, this guy, they're already painting him uh-huh. as the worst motherfucker in the world. And that's, the, that's kind of the, you have to do that to this character. Yeah, yeah. To believe that their solution for their inmates is a, a 500-person human centipede. He gets, he gets more and more off the rails as the movie progresses. Yeah, so from there, he's eating clits. He's castrating inmates and eating their balls. Yeah. After they get cooked up and served to him as a five-star meal. Uh, and from there, Bill, finally, his little uh, co-warden convinces him that this is what the inmates need, man. We got to make them a human centipede. And then yeah. to just get the most meta that they possibly can, who do they call as a consultant? Or the human centipede. Oh, none other than the fucking director of and the fucking writer movies of the himself. entire goddamn trilogy, Tom Six. Hello, and coming in and starring insanity, in his insanity. He's like, yeah, and then he fucking explains the actual process of getting the first movie made on camera 
It's so meta. It will break your fucking mind, man. I love it. And uh, they end up doing shit so fucked up that it makes a top six director throw up yeah. in the window. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's insanity. Uh, I will say oof. that this movie talked uh, one of the grossest scenes from any movie I've always had tucked away in the back corner of my head from the early days of Netflix 12 years ago. We could yeah. watch fucking anything on there. There was a movie released by Troma, not a Troma film, called Hanger. It was about a kid that was the baby of this dude's best pimp, and she's like eight months pregnant. He's like, when the fuck did you get pregnant? He uh, gives her a coat hanger abortion. Well, the kid survives, grows up, he's mentally challenged, scarred, looks fucking crazy, has a colostomy bag. Well, he gets raped in the colostomy bag by one of his special needs friends. And uh, I put that in my head as one of the top three most fucked up scenes I've ever yeah. seen in cinema. Human Centipede 3 today knocked that out of the goddamn ballpark for me. Because we get uh, the hoss, the boss, the game warden has a nightmare where one of the inmates stabs and makes a kidney hole and then fucks his kidney hole. Yeah. Well, that didn't quite teeter it until... We got to where he's fucking screening these people to be in the centipede and comes across an inmate with a colostomy bag. Yeah. He says, oh, you're no good to me. Shoves his gun in the colostomy hole and fucking fires. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say that's probably one of the most disturbing fucking things I've There's ever seen. shit and blood Made everywhere. me forget about the baby getting the gas pedal <laughs> stomped <laughs> to its head from part two. Holy oh, shit. shit. Yeah, stick a gun in somebody's colostomy bag hole and kill them and oh my god, what? <laughs> that fucked me up a little bit, man. Needless to say, this movie is like if you took batshit crazy strapped it to a fucking rocket and shot it at the Mars. Yeah. Like, it's it's out of this world fucking insane. And people um, God damn, and, and I, I could see why some people would. I honestly could see why you would not like this movie. if you don't go into this understanding that it's poking fun at itself and not taking itself seriously at all, yeah. then you're gonna see the wrong movie. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And by the end of the movie, we've got every inmate in this human centipede, uh, except for the death row and lifers. Yeah. Well, they are a new concept that we found. Yeah. This is the concept that made the director throw up each human caterpillar, where we remove the, all of their limbs. Yes. So they are just one big snake on the ground. Fun fact, that script has been written and directed, it said, as well. Wow. So it says... On the credits, it says written and directed by Tom Six for The Human Caterpillar. Okay. So I'm thinking it may have already been filmed. He just hasn't said anything about it. But fingers crossed. I guess we'll see. I'm interested in The Human Caterpillar. And I'd I watch see, it. If you would have told me this would have been a four-movie franchise when I watched part two, I'd have been like, okay, man, I don't know how much further this can go. But when I learned of the concept for three that it took place in a prison, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Oh god, it blew two out of the water. <laughs> like, it did. It, it completely blew two out of the water, and god damn, it was good. I mean, it just was a fucking good ass movie. Like as far as like an exploitation movie goes, you don't get much better than that. No, these are trigger warning movies for sure. If you're a yes, by yes. anything, don't watch these movies. Just right, I mean, if you're movie. okay, and and then there's there's the there's the ability to kind of understand that this movie is not like. Um, 
it doesn't. It's not necessarily punching down. No, it's. I feel like these movies are. Yes, they are offensive, but they're offensive for uh, the sake of pointing out the ridiculousness of everything. Yeah, yeah, they're very tongue in cheek, yeah. very self aware. And if somebody else would have made this concept of this movie, it wouldn't be the fun franchise that we know. Tom Six is. You can tell Tom Six is definitely a fan of exploitation movies. Yeah. I don't know if he was, he's, uh, he's Austrian, right? Uh, Dutch. And he Dutch. cites Cronenberg as a huge influence. Uh, Solomon, Obviously. 120 Days of Sodom as probably the most profound influence for the subject matter. Yes. And uh, Takashi McKay. Yeah. And he uh, said all those are like big influences for him as a filmmaker. And the concept comes from a joke he made, which he actually tells you in the third movie when he comes in and talks to the warden, uh, he made a joke with his friends about this being a punishment for child molesters. Yeah, yeah. Their ass, them having their mouths sewn to fat truck drivers' assholes. That would be their punishment. And yeah. they're the human centipede. Amazing. And he I, gives you that concept on screen. I, gi- I give this movie, Human Centipede, three full sequence, or final sequence, a 4.5 out of 5. The only thing keeping it from being a full 5 is that... There's no duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we do get to see Lawrence Harvey in the dream sequence with a full-on dick in his mouth. Given a blow Okay. And makes direct eye contact with the All camera. right. Five out of five. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's it. <laughs> five out of five. Because I even said something when I saw that scene. I was like, whoa, he's sucking a dick and looking at the camera. That's odd. We do get and we do get, we do get a glimpse at Brie Olsen's butt cheeks, which right. is pretty cool. But, I mean, we've, we've seen all that before, yeah. so... Uh, on the um, whole, man, I give the entire franchise Human Centipede a five out of five. I think it's a uh, it's a perfect tongue in cheek amalgamate of a lot of concepts and back at back. I gotta I gotta agree, backwards man. Assness in America. I gotta agree. Yeah, and uh, he says a lot about American culture all from all the way overseas. Yeah, you know, and I, I love it. It's like a roller coaster, except really there's no down up and up and up, and I think. The subtlety and classiness of part one is what solidifies the five out of five for me. Because from watching part one, you do not expect part two or part three. Not, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, if you watch part one, you probably would never even want to like unless you're a, unless you're a true horror fan and you realize how sequels go sometimes, you would never even think to watch the sequels. Yeah, thank you, Tom Six, for not doing the, a conventional sequel to part one. Yeah. That was not what the movie that these movies are fantastic. I can't believe that I watched. I and I knew you waited loved so them, long man. to I've watch them. You for months. I know. I know. I know. Love these movies. I wasn't really excited for this week, but I tried I'm, to get you excited too. I'm glad that we had this now. Yeah. So, uh, definitely something that I'm proud that I've seen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all we got this week for the Human Centipede trilogy. Uh, don't go ass to mouth. You never go ass to mouth. It's okay don't, to go ass to mouth. Don't, Just don't, don't sew your ass to somebody's mouth. Don't do that. Or staple it. Yeah. Don't go to weird guys' houses in Germany or Deutschland or wherever you're at. Stay in the fucking car. Yeah. Um, I have a horny movie of you at home. <laughs> oh, man. We completely left that part out of the first movie. Um, so, yeah, in the first movie, there's a scene where the girls break down. And this man stops. They think that he's going to be able to help, but he just basically <laughs> he basically sexually harasses them yeah. for about five minutes and before he finally drives away. And before they realize, yeah, up in the dictionary what the fuck he was trying to say. They realize he's talking about fucking, and they're like, "Oh, roll the window up, lock the doors." 
Uh, he tells him, I have horny movie if you would. He's probably the creepiest thing about the first movie, yeah, honestly. For sure. Um, but yeah, Human Centipede, man. I am just... I never thought a movie about people being sawn mouth to ass would give me such a fucking like romantic feeling. Yeah. And that's like the last thing it's about when it comes to like the second yeah. and third one, you know? <laughs> yeah. These are just depraved movies. Like if I was Roger Ebert, I'd hate these movies. Oh he does, man. And I, I love these movie movies. He was seventy two his worst movie of the year of two thousand eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So that just goes to show you what some critics know. Well nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> and that includes us, too. We could be wrong in your eyes. But they were so, raised on a diet of trauma and fucking frozen pizza. So. That's true. <laughs> and ravioli's out the can. They were watching Steven Spielberg and eating home-cooked dinners. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like we always do about this time, uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all to join us on Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com slash Martell's Movie Madness. Give it that money. $3 for early access. <laughs> Six dollars for early access and bonus materials, and then we got some other stuff coming up. So, yeah, we're talking about the movie progress um, on there. We got a history of our beginner guide to trauma on there. Yeah, uh, a horror movie trivia thing that me and Ryan do. Got a little uh John Waters tribute show on there. Yeah, uh, um, flamingos dirty. Uh, Lots of cool stuff over there. Just go on and check it out. You get a personalized video whenever you join uh, $6 or up. With a cool dude. Um, cool dude named Wiser the Wizard. And you can follow us on social media at Martell's Movie Madness on Facebook and Instagram. At Movie Madness 69 on Twitter. Cagney, tell them where they can find you. Uh, my name's Cagney Larkin. You can put that into the, the internet and you'll find me somewhere. At, at Cagney Likes Movies on Twitter. Cags Loves Movies. Cags Loves Movies. At Cags Loves Movies on Twitter. <laughs> um, my personal inst- Instagram is uh, at Trailer Trash God. And then my Twitter is at Martella God. So go on over there and follow us. Give us a shout out. Let us know you love the show. Let us know you don't like the show. Give us some topics. Give us something some to talk about. Something you want to hear us talk about. You want to ask us a question. You can ask us questions. Yes, we'll take in viewer mail. Um, if you want to be on the show, holler at us. Holler. Uh, we offer socially distanced interview episodes yeah, as just, well as you gotta uh, buy some lunch for us. Zooms. Uh, you got to bring us the lunch. If you want to come watch a movie with us, holler at us. Thirty dollars minimum. Come watch a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring tacos. Uh, that's all we got, y'all. Uh, thanks for listening. Be on the lookout for those. New Patreon exclusives. Be on the lookout for some new stuff on the YouTube coming soon. Look, look, look. I'm the look. Uh, look, look, I'm, look. Be on the lookout. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's watch the fucking movies. Well, it looks like you survived this time.